Rolling, rolling. These doggies rolling. Rawhide. No, every time he says rolling, I'm just like waiting for it. Every time he's like, when Dave says we're hot, I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, well, here we go. Yeah, this is going to be super fun. <laughs> this is going to be super fun. And this is on our time, right? So it's yes. kind of really nice. Yeah. Um, we don't have to wait in lines. <laughs> no, not at all. And we can have a beer and just chit mm -hmm. and rally. Chit chat and rally. Pretty much what we do at a dinner table, except exactly. <laughs> exactly. Except we don't have to wait in line or wait for our food or yeah. like that. So. Well, anyway, that's, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> a Friday night. Another Friday night. Another Friday night. I wonder if people are going to want to watch us every Friday. We can certainly ask. I know, We can right? see how it goes. Well, what do they want? What do you think? I don't know. The last thing we talked about was teleportation. Yeah, no doubt. And then this week, I'm assuming it's going to be something similar, of similar nature. So, as you know, I, I go to therapy every Friday now, mm -hmm. which is a new thing for me. So I'm learning a lot about myself, sort of, but more about therapy than myself. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if you have a scientific sort of um, thought process or you, under, you want to understand the context and science behind therapy, I'm way more interested in that than like trying Actually, to figure out what the fuck is wrong with me. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> you know? uh... Let me pull this science process right, apart right. before I decide if it's going to be good for me or not. That's a good right? idea. That's who you are. But it's, I think, um, anyway, not to go on a tangent, but I think um, my therapist is picking that up. So she's being very patient with me. That's good. I mean, yeah, obviously should be patient with you if she's trying to get to know you or at least get you to open up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if it hasn't been very long, I'm sure. Is she, is it working? Yeah, know. it's working. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I didn't know this, but you have to build a real relationship with this person, apparently. What did you think therapy was? Well, I mean, I thought that they were like a doctor. <laughs> that they just, like, roboted you, like, diagnosed you or whatever. Okay. Like. That's a slight exaggeration of what my, <laughs> the way I envisioned my therapist relationship to be. No, I thought you go in and you talk about your problems and they're like, well, this is what you're, what you need to do a little differently. It they, doesn't work that way. They have to actually become your friend. That's absolutely. super creepy to me. And they never want to tell you what you are or what you're doing yeah. wrong. They want you to figure it out yourself normally. See, see I, I had a completely different understanding of what therapy, therapy was. I thought it was like you go to the physician, they take your temperature, they tell you what's wrong with you, and they send you home to do some exercises and like, you know, ice it, give it heat, that kind of like thing. That's what I always thought therapy <laughs> sounds was. Sounds like a physical therapist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but a mental therapist. Okay, okay. So does that make sense? Yes, it does. Absolutely. But incorrect. <laughs> so are you building this relationship with her? Yeah, it's interesting. Is it a good one? Do you trust it? Um, Not there yet. Okay. Not that's, there yet. It's an honest answer. I like that. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Those are all really good questions. Sure. In our session today... It was really interesting. Uh, the session before that, we had scheduled time this time to work on something more specific than um, I've been used to. And it was a hypnosis 
pseudo hypnosis exercise. Pseudo. Yeah, sort of like not complete, but partially there. Okay. Right. So did it work? Yeah, right. So, <laughs> and then I had a big presentation to give after that. So I do my therapy sessions at lunch. And then I typically step into a meeting, a standard Friday meeting that I have after that. And so we have to cut off just a few minutes short so that I can be like, prepare myself for the next entirely different conversation. Okay. And in this case, she decided that she would partially put me in hip, a hypnotic state so that it wasn't too hard to pull me out of it just before my meeting. But she said those words to me about one fourth of the way through already hypnotizing me. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I've never experienced it before. And today I, it was like I was falling asleep, but she didn't quite have me fall asleep. Right, but is And it... I honestly did not, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, but isn't that even if it's partially, it's, you're still suggestible, is that right? Like you can still be told what to do i was conscious and i was consciously pulling myself out of it every time i opened my eyes you were trying to fight it i was i would have i would have done the same thing i feel like mm -hmm. i'm a bit of a control freak i yeah. wouldn't be able to well but she told me she didn't want to take it too far so she you would feel i felt her take me in and out of it and then she would make eye contact with me to pull me out of it because i got more entertained by the eye contact element rather than how she was talking me to sleep basically Pulling you in and out of it. Yeah. How does that work? Uh, like I said, with like um, cues, like she would make eye contact with me or she would change the tone of her voice. Interesting. Like it became more like she was talking to me mm -hmm. in a suggestive way mm -hmm. when she was pulling me out. Yeah. And before that, she was like she was speaking for me rather than speaking to me. What an interesting If thing. that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's a great way to put that. I've never experienced it in my life, but that's what it felt like. And I came out of it feeling like, um, I don't know, feel, I felt, I felt okay with it because I wasn't fully What was out the of it. intention behind putting you under hypnosis? To make a point in practice that it is, you can essentially through practice hypnotize yourself to oh. escape a thought of where you don't want to be thinking. Let's say this, for example, you feel like you're threatened, but you're not sure because there is no threat. Simply because you're in a tight space, you feel threatened or like it's a high risk situation of someone coming in with a gun, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're always hyper aware and anxious, but you know that there's not someone going to walk into your yoga class or that restaurant with a gun and take everyone hostage, mm -hmm. right? So what do you do? you tell yourself that everything's okay and that's not really a risk right now. And when it does become a risk, you're gonna know exactly what to fucking do when it does happen, but it ain't gonna happen yeah. probably. Okay. And so if your anxiety is on a level thinking that it's going to happen, but then you're like, okay, no, it's not. You take yourself to a place where you're using all five of your senses to hypnotize yourself into a state of being safe and in a safe place and pushing those other thoughts that aren't related to your five senses in your present state, mm -hmm. you bring yourself back into the present to enjoy where you are in the moment rather than reflecting on a past trauma or a past thing. So you hypnotize yourself quickly. I mean, that kind of sounds like 
meditation. That's exactly what it is. Okay. So I'm normally hypnotizing myself. That's exactly what you're doing. Interesting. Well, I do that a lot and I'm actually pretty good at it. Right? Yeah. I've been practicing meditation for years and I'm, I'm fairly good at it. So definitely helps me every day. Yeah. So if I'm hypnotizing myself, then psh, I should. That's know, essentially the way she explained it. <laughs> That's essentially the way she explained it spot on, you know. Interesting. Right. That's cool. So, so you gave in. So you meditate. So I do so know often. how to meditate, yeah. but it's, I need help guided. Sure. Which is hypnosis. Yeah. And I didn't know that. So we went through that exercise on proof of concept today. Cool. Yeah, right. But why does hypnosis have like a woo-woo? Because it can. Okay. But because meditation it, doesn't. Yeah, you know, it, it's as I understand it, it can. You're seeing the white magic side. Yeah, magical, witchery. witchery You're seeing the white magic craft side of it, but there is a dark magic side to hypnosis and, and meditation and becoming um, let's say like a multi-dimensional being spiritually. Wait, 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 what? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm just saying people can take themselves into like for you, you take yourself to your safe or your happy place or wherever that place is when you meditate. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't necessarily go to a place. Well, where do you go? I don't. I follow my breath. Okay. Oh, no. You know what? Actually, that's a great way to look at it. Now that you've asked me, I follow my breath going in my body and then coming out of my body. So but you're then going I'm, inside. Yes. Your body. Yes. That's where you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, that's where I'd be going. So mm. now that you've asked me that, I realize I am going somewhere. Right. I do see something. Right. I see like a little light that just passes through me and it calms me. That's really cool. Yes. Because. I'm cool. You are cool. You are, <laughs> baby. You are so cool. <laughs> okay. And that was pretty damn cute. <laughs> so the interesting thing about that is, is I have been through a guided meditation where you focus on your breath and you focus on your spine, your hips, your joints, right? Your body position and so on. Um, that's so interesting to me because the sessions that I've been building up to in therapy have all been going to a place like writing almost a story, but you're living that story out or reliving a moment where you felt very safe or you were enjoying yourselves and you tap into all of the senses as you are probably mentioning about going inside through breath, right? Mm -hmm. But in this way, we're going somewhere that either I've been to and I have a hyper um firing on all senses, if you will. And I can take myself there in a moment to engage sort of like shock the system to say, you don't need to be concerned about this other stuff. That's not really a threat to you right now. Remember that your five senses brings you to present, Mm -hmm. which is cool Mm -hmm. and it's safe there and you can actually enjoy your time taking breaks and stuff. Yeah. So I've done it both ways. This is the hardest way, like taking yourself somewhere. That's been the most challenging for me. Absolutely. Even for me too. I remember when I had first started like therapy and things like that, it was always take yourself somewhere else. And 
I learned that really well. And that kind of, that helped. Um, but I found that the internal, and this is maybe just for me, and but I think that like internal, taking it internally, that's where you actually find like real peace. Hmm. But when you have your mind right enough to find peace in yourself, you know what I see? Mm-hmm. So all those years of therapy has helped me kind of evolve and you know, be okay with the thoughts that I have or the things that go on in my mind and be able to be compassionate with it. And that's why I find peace inside now, um, inside of me now. So I'm like, oh, but I totally get both ways. The other way is really, it's pretty difficult for me now. I find that I don't find peace outside of myself much. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, not if I'm in a, if I'm frazzled during the day and I need meditation, Mm -hmm. inward is where I go. Really? Yeah. I got to think about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's really cool. And I think it's really fascinating to be able to do that. I remember when I don't, I could only do it for like five seconds. And then I would think I'm doing it. But then I just took myself out of the moment and ruined the meditation by saying I'm yeah, doing yeah, it in yeah, my yeah. mind. So but it's that's re- a success moment. Oh, that's absolutely. An success oh, moment. you always got to celebrate your wins. Right. Always. I was thinking how young really 39 is today actually yeah i really was because and how much more time i have to do the things and build because if i take a look like if i just go up into the clouds and look at my life in history switching gears a little bit but it's related right is like how have i grown and i'm in a growth journey very heavy one right now and therapy and stuff like that. Right. And I'm just starting at 39. Yeah. Just literally just starting. And one of the, one of the interesting things that she mentions to me and she's like, Logan, they taught you how to do all this other stuff. They didn't teach you how to undo it. That's what I'm here for. That's a great way. And, um, so I'm just starting that journey at 39 years old. And there's a lot of things that I think about at this age, like I'm not doing enough of this. I'm doing too much of that. Um, Self-reflection, looking inside, Mm -hmm. right? Like the things that I connect with, I think we're going down this route with her because they're the things I'm very sensually, uh, like my senses are all hearing and feeling and taste and all of that is really, uh, I'm hypersensitive there apparently. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why she's connecting me with this because the going inside parts like all blocked up. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I think she's thinking that this is maybe an easier route to the place that you're already at. And I'm just now getting to that. But then I compared that to, I've been training my body for, I'm 39, the last 20 years of my life. I've been conditioning mm-hmm. my mind and my body and my trade and all my skills and everything yeah. for for only 20 years. Mm-hmm. The first 19, I was a total fuck off, right? <laughs> but but the last 20 years, I've really worked hard to condition and train and I'm healthy, healthy of mind, healthy of body. I'm killing it. And so at the end of that, like, why am I tripping like I easily have another 20 years to build a whole new me or a whole different me, mm-hmm. a whole better me, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because 20 years of training happened really fast. Well, I also think that like, since you're so, and you're very aware and I don't, I don't know if I should say this, but it's one of those things where what are you talking I, about? <laughs> it's, I've actually 
seen it in you. I'm very impressed, to be honest. But I don't want to like oh, brag baby, about I'm it. Oh, baby, I'm impressed by you. Oh, baby, <laughs> don't start now, okay? okay. We, don't, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta stay in the straight and narrow. Yeah, sometimes. is it getting hot in here? Woo. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> no, but really. No, but really. When you feel like you're on the journey to awareness and or more awareness and, you know, that kind of thing, my I myself feel like I am constantly, every day, you learn something new every day. You see, you look at something at a different perspective and you become a little bit more open. And when you are on that journey, you notice it in other people a lot. And so... It was actually, it was a pretty significant shift. I was like, oh, and I even wrote it down. Really? Yeah, I always journal about everything. I'm, I'm a, I like to brain vomit on pages because it just helps me let it go. You know, if anything's bothering me that's so insignificant, it's just, okay, boom, there it is. My stepmom uh, gave me a book to do that. When she came into my life, I was 11 years old, and she would always tell me, she would, you know, she would say, just let it all go. It's okay. You got to write it, write it down. Just let it out. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't even matter if it makes sense. And if it's crazy and hateful and stuff like that, just burn it when you're done. Yeah. Make sure you burn it when you're done. Yeah. Always burn. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, cool. Never tried it. Right. And then I went in the military, came back from the military and she gave me these PTSD books, you know, and stuff. I just got back from Fallujah. I was like visiting her and she gave me this stack of books on how to manage PTSD. And one of them was a fat journal. And it was like, you need to write all the craziest, like if you want to murder someone, write it in here. Yeah. Even if you don't want to murder someone, you might think saying it or putting it on paper might make you feel better. Just do it and then burn that shit and just see what happens. Like, yeah. Yeah. like just see what happens. You never know what works, but you don't have to ever do any of that stuff, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's just a purge. Well, and apparently it's a great exercise I've never done before. Really? You still haven't no, even after being... It feels weird. I don't want to... Interesting. I don't want to like you don't put something in motion like that. Well, you don't... It's not in, It's not with intention. That's why, you, you know, I feel like people get the wrong idea about, I don't know, certain avenues like law of attraction. They're like, oh, if I... Or whatever the other things, it's like... Oh, if you just put it in your mind, you have, and then you say it out loud that it's going to come at you. Like we don't have that kind of power. We don't, I don't, well, I don't believe that we do. I think you have to have intent behind it in order for you to really feel it, see it, like utilize your all, all five senses in order to bring it to life. So if you're going to write down, I, I, I want to murder this person and then you go burn it. It's almost as though you're, if you want to use it as a, sim, a symbolic method, you just be like, okay, now that's gone away from me, away from my mind. Yeah. But I think you can also do it typing. Like you could just just go crazy. Or it could be a numerous amount of ways, but a lot of people like talking about it. And I feel like that's so harmful to another person having to hear about it. When people are purging on you, you're like, it's a lot of energy. And if I'm not ready for that, right. I'm going to take that on. And then I'm going to feel it for a moment if I don't know how to protect myself from that kind of energy. Because a lot of people don't. Everybody just feeds on it and then it just spreads like wildfire. Yeah. That's where you mean speaking it or saying it to someone else really could speak it into being. That, rather than doing it in your own space on your own time <laughs> and and just washing yourself free of it after. Yes. At least, and if it had no intent, I fully agree with you about mm -hmm. words and intent. But that's really, really 
important thing that you mentioned there is like when you get into conversations or debates or arguments with family members and stuff and they say things, but it doesn't mean anything to them. Mm -hmm. They're just words, but because they're saying it with you, the intent feels real, mm -hmm. even though you may kind of know that they don't really mean it. Why did they pick those words? They're putting them into space and time. It's almost draws back to, or, or pulls in that, that old saying, if a tree falls in a forest and no one's there to hear it, does it make a noise? It certainly does. Yeah. I was going to say, like, are you asking me? Or does it? <laughs> do you have to have someone to receive that noise in order for it to make a communication noise? in order for us to perceive it as communication? I see what you're saying. I just, that's the way I think about things. And if okay. I write it down or if I say it, even if it's on my own time, I'm processing I it. Why? You. Like, why did I say or do or write that down? That's crazy. And then I'll, I'll drill all off into that. And you ruminate. Exactly. And you just down the rabbit hole you go. Whether I burn it wise. or not, yeah. you know. I admit I've done the same thing um, often, more often than I probably like to admit. And when I write it down, I'm like, oh my gosh, if anybody ever read this. And then I'm like, why did I even think this? Why am I driving myself crazy? Like all those things. But I don't know what it is about it that you can just, I think what I normally do in order for me to feel pretty fucking good about it is that I'll purge and then I'll pick, I'll pick one of those thoughts and I'll, and I'll try to find like the circumstance of like why that thought was even popped up into my head. And then go through that thought in a, in a very neutral way. And then after that's done and I'm like, okay, I can change that thought from being this thought and now into a, a positive or maybe not even positive, just a more neutral thought that doesn't cause me to feel any certain way. Hmm. Then I can change the thought and the actual belief behind it. And that's where, that's the new step that I'm moving into is that I can have the thought it's just my brain thinking thoughts. It's not actually me thinking that thought. How can I just, what made me think that thought? What, what feeling made me have that thought? That kind of thing. So I've been, that's how I psychoanalyze my thoughts whenever they get really nasty. <laughs> hmm. And then I turn it into something neutral that I can be okay with. And then I do gratitude journal. Cause then that's I'm like, awesome. it's like, <laughs> <laughs> this gratitude everything thank you for everything so i've never done a gratitude journal and i haven't written all this shit down mm -hmm. but i'm gonna ask you a question okay do you think i'm a nasty person or that i have trouble controlling my feelings or emotions when trying to have like a rational conversation no not at all right you're actually yeah you're quite rational but i've done none of these practices and I can share with everyone what my practice is, sure. just generally speaking. And it's like, that don't make shit. Like, that don't mean nothing to me. But it does That ain't you. shit. Wait, no, what? No, but most of the time I'm just like, okay, that happened and it bothered me in the moment. Yeah. But that's a blip and it doesn't matter in comparison to all other things in space and time. Until you start ruminating. But I don't anymore on most things. <laughs> from a rationale or rational and logical perspective acting out on ruminating okay right acting okay is what we're talking about sure most shit's not shit most shit that we ruminate on or think about oh it's just nothing i agree and i i don't let it stir me up 
the way to deal with it, the way I deal with it is just like, that's dumb as hell, bro. By saying it out loud. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just I, like, I know. I'm I know, just like, bro, that's dumb as hell and that ain't no shit. Yeah, yeah. I got you. At the end, because you know, we've had our tiffs and we were back yeah. and forth. And at yeah, the end yeah. of it, I'm just like, babe, not that big of a deal. And then you're like, what the fuck? It was such a big deal like 10 minutes <laughs> you, ago. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You do that to me often and I'm like exhausted. But I could say I'm the like... same thing. But I could say the same thing for you. No, I bet. I, right? I bet. I bet. So the point it's... is though, at the end, I'm always like, that don't mean shit. And you hate that shit, but it I doesn't. Do, but, the, but then what do I always do? I always am just <laughs> yeah, like, you're exactly. right. You're yeah, right. You're I'm right. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm tired>. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm glad we got that out of the way. I know. And then I'm like, let's have sex. Yeah. That was loud. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, <laughs> Sorry. that's history, right? That's that Filipino laugh right there. <laughs> my bad. Forgot where I was for a second. And we call that meditation. <laughs> Apparently. Let's let's go. Let's round about back to hypnosis. Yeah. And we call How that meditation. How did we go down that route? Well, because meditation and hypnosis are two of the same species right. of, I don't know, psychological diversion. Is it a diversion? Feels that way. Hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'm going down this route over here and that's not a healthy place for my mind to go and it's just kind of nonsense. Yeah. So how do I bring it back to center? And be present with the people I want to be with or in space and time by the beach. And this, like, I can close my eyes and take a nap on the beach without feeling like I'm about to get assassinated. You, you know can? what I'm saying? No. I was going to say, <laughs> I was at, oh, I thought you said you can. I was like, really? But I was what I'm to. trying to go through the practice of is how to get to that by feeling the sand, feeling the breeze. Yeah, yeah. But taking me back to those moments when I felt safe and I could feel the sand and feel the breeze and was enjoying being present, I can't do that anymore. So it's like we're trying to hit a reset switch by hip, through hypnosis. Doing that, I know that's the goal. I know that's you say that's the goal, but isn't doesn't it feel safe at this moment of twenty years of this mindset or however many years you said? And um, doesn't that mean that the safety where you find safety is actually finding caution in everything? Like you can't sleep on the beach, but you're almost like, I kind of like that, maybe. Are you saying, do I want to still feel the sense of awareness and not give that up? Is that what you're asking me? Do you find yourself fighting it is what I'm asking. Yeah. Like yeah. every millisecond. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that's why I'm saying you find more safety actually in the caution and in but you don't like need that. to be there. Oh, no, no. People don't need to live in that headspace. Right. So I did think for a long time that I did find comfort in being able to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? For myself and for my family and for my lovers and for my friends. Like, I'm the person you want to have around when shit goes awry. I'm the person who wants to take care of my friends and my family because not only I want to and I love them, but I really can. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I took pride in that for a while, but then I got exhausted and tired last year and things started happening in a way that I didn't like. So to your point is yes, for a long time, I did take pride in being that, mm -hmm. but gosh, I really don't want to be that anymore. Mm. I want to relax. I want to be cool. I want to be in the present, man. Cool. That's that's cool where I really, cover. really want to be, you know? Well, I have to say, you're doing, I can see the work done, so good on you. Well, thank you. It's great. Thank Looks you. good on you. 
You're sweet. Younger. Oh boy. Oh. I think it's that face cream that you brought home. The, I know. <laughs> the, do you want to give them a shout out actually? I think it's like osmosis. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. And it's like a five part thing that I make him yeah. do every night. It's so funny. He's like, wait, that I remember the first time I did it to you, I was putting the orange stuff on and I was like, remember to rub up because of gravity. That's like what we have to do. And then I started spraying him and when I, I was poking you, holes in that gravity I know. theory all <laughs> night long. <laughs> I was like, now wait a minute. If I push the, up on my skin, I'm fighting gravity and that's going to keep my cheek. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, and you were smushing my little face around. Wait, like was that mom. bullshit? Just you wanted to make me make funny faces? For real? <laughs> were you fucking with me? No. no, I'm not. I swear. Grandmas grandmas do it all the time. It was like with Vaseline, they do that thing. But no, so they have you go up. And then I, I remember when I sprayed you, you were like... <laughs> like yeah. your face was yeah. so funny you're yeah, like what did you just me. do to me <laughs> and then there was another thing we had to put on you which smells like ozone but you're like no it smells like a pool no I just like want to know how you get ozone in a bottle <laughs> what's that supposed to feel and smell like it sounds awesome <laughs> right yeah and then you put another cream on and then a sixth cream if it's in the morning because it's SPF. So, so let's. I have like six stuff, six, six stuff. Six. So let's be on. Okay, freaking me out here. Six, <laughs> six, six stuff here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, do not speak that into being. You know what you I mean? You just did. I didn't even notice it. This hypnosis thing is, is, is like blowing my tiny little brain into a million pieces. I think it goes down way too many avenues. What do you mean? Hypnosis. You know, what's funny is that I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to tell you I cheated and I, uh, let me have it. You oh. told me about hypnosis and I looked up some jokes and I was trying to find a hypnosis <laughs> joke and I couldn't find anything. Yeah. That's so messed I, up. That's I, like joking on people's therapy sessions. <laughs> you just can't do that. <laughs> but you, they oh put people God, in jail for that kind of shit. That way, you little Especially sneak, don't do it on TV. You little sneak. No, I was just thinking, I was like, what, is there anything funny about hypnosis? And not really. Have I mean, ever... okay, actually, but I'm bum bum bum. I know one. I know one in eighth grade. They brought a hypnosis on, and they were trying to get everybody to act like Wait, animals. Hold on and a second. Like, they oh. brought a hypnosis on. <laughs> yeah. What does that on even stage. mean? Oh, oh, That's a hypnotist. <laughs> they brought a hypnotist. <laughs> I'm just trying to make you not look dumb right now. Hey. <laughs> Baby, I got your back. Hey. Baby got I back. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. A hypnotist. Baby got back. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, they brought him on and he looked like a magician. Yeah. In the eighth grade. So obviously we were all looking at it like this is hokey and a joke. Um, but people got really into it. And when he was like, you're a dog, you're a cat. And then they just start meowing and barking. I was like, this is some bullshit. So he snapped in my face and he's like, you're a cow. And I was all, no. <laughs> they just said no, because I refused. I was like, I'm, I can't even fake it. Like, I know those kids were faking it. They were not hypnotized. So you don't believe in hypnotism? No, I actually do now. Because me. when you relate it to meditation, I can totally see the relation between it. The other example of hypnosis that you described where you could make people do things, yeah. hypnotize them to do things. Sure. It sounds like you may not believe in that. Being, yeah, suggestible. I don't know. 
I've never, I would have a hard time giving up my control. If someone was like, we're going to put you under hypnosis, you will be there, but you will, you have no control. I don't like that idea. Have you heard success stories about these I, uh, sessions? I'm well, no, not, I've never read anything. I guess I just not, that's not a topic of something that I go searching for on Google. It's not, you know, I have a, um, had, he passed, may he rest in peace. My great uncle who was, um, Oh, a uh, record-breaking quick-draw six-shooter uh, champion. So he was actually a rocket scientist style of engineer and lived up in the Bay Area. And um, he had a couple things going on. He was a little kind of hippie, you know. Uh, had some hippie kids, too. I love them. They're my cousins. They're great. <laughs> But, um, you know, it's the San Francisco area. What can you say? You know, but he, uh, he was hypnotized and got rid of a smoking habit during that hypnosis session. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the hypnotist that made him quit smoking. He chose in the session, I believe. Right. Mm -hmm. And in that sense I believe that hypnosis can take control of a situation that you allow to give control to and then you got to want it the intention is to quit exactly so there you go but they can bring that forward and fix you like it's 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 like uh, the way I imagine it is your 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 bike pedals and your gears are catching a little bit because you've been doing something over time for a while, mm -hmm. like smoking. It's a habit, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And what they do is they kind of unwind because you want to, and they realign your gears, right? Mm -hmm. And now you're, now you're cruising in a way that is more harmonious with the way you want to be, the place you want to go. And so what they help you do as a guide, this is the way I imagine it, is that as a guide, they help you kind of realign those gears, like a coach mm -hmm. in a in a session like that. I mean, I can back that. I would, I would totally be behind that if it was something that I intentionally want to quote unquote fix, think I need fixed mm -hmm. or stop a habit, for instance. Absolutely. Um, for no reason. I don't know. I understand But that. I mean, I could totally, I mean, if my, again, like I said, if my intention is to do something and hypnosis could get me there a bit faster than me doing it on my own. Hell yeah, I'd give it a whirl. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you? I definitely would. Yeah. Those people who free their mind and open their mind to it, I think it absolutely can work. And it's like a guide. It's like a therapist in an isolated session where you want to go somewhere. You want to change something. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're like that... Um, mastermind like a uh, person that can break into locks you know what I mean and they're listening to the clicks and they're catching on they're reading that mm -hmm. and they're snapping the clicks back into place walking you through the steps of how to get this door open yeah I got you it's the way I imagine that shit I'm, I'm right there with you I would you. be so down to go on that journey to fix some <laughs> boop boop <laughs> what would you fix 
Or is that too Ooh, heavy? That's a personal question. Is that too heavy? Uh, this is a pretty heavy conversation. This is in a general. heavy. I wasn't expecting it to go this route. Should we lighten it up? I think it's too Take late. Take off your shirt. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> babe. <laughs> we have people in the room. Uh, no, let's not. Let's let's cruise with it. Okay. But what would you fix? Um. Oh my God. I would totally fix that one habit that I have. Is that what I sound like? No. Are you making fun of no, me? No, I was like giving you an voice? example of what I should say to make it light, you know, not so heavy. Hmm. Oh boy. Here she goes. <laughs> Here the pot starts stirring up brawl. Hmm. <laughs> okay. What would you fix, baby? I. About me. No. Just kidding. We don't go there either. <laughs> um, no. Nobody should ever fix anybody. I think if you have a problem with who someone is, then you should not be there. You I know agree. what I mean? I think that I fully accept everybody as they are around me because I wouldn't want anybody not to fully accept me, even for all my quirks and things that may annoy them, just either that or find someone that doesn't do it. I don't you think you me? have any like... Any of those things like quirks or whatever for me. I think that I love you for that. No, I find them um, quite entertaining. Oh my God. That's a word. Yeah. I find, I find what you find as maybe not a becoming characteristic. I find those characteristics about you. Entertaining. Entertaining. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah, I love your reaction, sounds, I don't actually. Know. We, entertaining is such an interesting word to use right there for my honest. quirks. I'm just being, I'm just being honest. Because <laughs> that could go anywhere, babe. <laughs> I'm just being honest, everybody. No, I just mean that with... I just think that, you know, I would never want to tell anybody they need to fix anything or they need to do anything. I was, but, just for the record, I was kidding. Oh, no, no. I'm just going back to what I was saying. Yeah. And then, um, um, but as far as myself, it's huh, kind of personal, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, let's not I think go I'll, I think I'll keep I'll that pass. one to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, think you, I think you should. Yeah. It's not something that If I, that's what yeah. you want. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't want that in space no, and time. No, I'm good. I'm actually, I'm so, if, I don't know if anybody, Are you working on that internally? Like you're working on something or some things, a lot of things. Always. Always something different each week. Every day. I'm just curious because. Every day. Every day. That's why I told you. It's something different. You switch it up or do you focus on one thing for a few months? For me, it's like every day, like I said, I purge, thought purge. And the thoughts when I, and there are times where I'll keep, everything i have a good journal and i have a bad journal and there's the bad journal just this stays over here and oh then you I, really do you have two journals one is for positive thoughts and one's for negative thoughts one is for neutral just purging just purging so it could be great thoughts neutral thoughts anything like that but um so i do that every day and the theme there is a theme to them if you know consecutive days go by so when i have a certain thought that's like okay that's what i dig deeper in for Mm -hmm. that time and um i also have a, a therapist and stuff so we talk about that kind of stuff and that also helps a lot having you know kind of just a neutral perspective um or as neutral as possible yeah, yeah as yeah. you can say and then um but yeah so i think that that's 
I do work on a lot of things every day. Right. Every moment sometimes. Mm. Sometimes I'll like, you'll hear me typing and it'll be because I'm like, I have something in my head that I need to get out of there. Really? Yeah. For real? Yeah. I have, I've been through a lot in my life. I mean, I'm 32. It's not that old, but definitely lived a lot. And, yeah. uh, and so there's a lot of thoughts that go in there. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. But and I think do I that take it in good fly. stride. I do. I've, I've trained myself in the last like year and a half to, if I'm feeling something, do it now because I'm, you know, you never know you can take it out on anybody. And that's my, like for me that I, I tend to berate myself more when I take it out on someone and I know I'm doing it. And then I'm like, man, that was so, they didn't deserve that. Or wow. yeah. So I'm, I, that like freaks me out. So huh. like, that's why I'm always, sometimes I'll just be like really quiet and I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's get through this. It's all good. No big deal. And I try not to make it a thing, like make it mean something. It's right. just, it is what it is. Hmm. Just have it. Let's just figure it out, you know? But yeah, it's, there's a lot of things that go up, go on in there in this little brain That's of mine. Just, no, I'm just taking, I'm just taking a moment to think because I haven't, I haven't, um, thought about, like I always thought about the journaling thing and the the purging of thoughts on paper. I always thought about that as something that was a practice at a time and a day or, you know what I mean? I didn't think about it as something on the fly. And this is actually something that I'm learning in my current uh, sessions with her is that, uh, no, you need to do this throughout the day. You'll need to access this tool sort of mm -hmm. throughout the day to help you in moments when you're really triggered. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not for me, I never saw it as like I was taking it out on someone else. Um, not to like pick on those words of no, what no, you chose, I but I never felt that way or mm -hmm. thought that I was doing that. I was more so just beating myself down. Mm -hmm. Why am I having these thoughts right now? I'm such a terrible person. Do you know what I mean? That's where I saw it. And so I think, um, it would help me maybe to put it down in the moment that I'm having those thoughts. I've never thought about doing that in the moment. I always imagined it to be something that was a daily practice at a, at a moment be, in time. But in the morning, sometimes I feel amazing. Like I'm like, I don't need it. Huh. I'm good. I'm good. And then it'll hit me after work or when I'm tired or when I'm not as like pep in my step, you know, I've, right. I've been working all day and uh, I get done and, I think what I mean by, you know, taking it out on people is that like what I mean from like being cranky or having low energy or not being fed or something. So I kind of think of like my body first when I feel start to feel this crankiness kind of fall over me. And I don't yeah. know what to really call it. I think that's what I just like to call it because that's what I take out on people. I'm like, I'll like, you know, I'll be stressed out about something and then I'll just be like snap at someone. And right. it's I'm like, oh, man, did I eat? Did I do these things? And then I'll then when the thought if there's something going on over and over in my brain that I'm not catching then I realize after everything I check myself I'm like I'm not gonna be on my period <laughs> you oh know what God. I mean yeah, like yeah, I have yeah. to because I'm like man why am I acting like this I don't like it and then once you go through all the steps and I find out it's a thought and then I just <sighs> but you can kind of tell at this point you know if it's I just want to say like I appreciate how much work <laughs> and time you put into that <laughs> I mean, I do. It's, it makes it's a big it deal. It makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. In um, I don't allow those kinds of things to be an excuse. Like I refuse because I don't think it's fair. And yeah. I have people do it to me, and I'm like, that's not fair. Right. And then for me to say, hey, that's not fair to you, it's not fair to me either to right. do it. So I'm like, let me not be a hypocrite. 
and, you know, basically practice what I preach. Here's the real question. <laughs> if you could hypnotize me. Okay. Hand massage. Perfect. Hand massages for days. Handy. But everything massages. else is good. You wouldn't hypnotize me for anything else, huh? No, baby. Just I more hand first massages. Off, I'm not going to put that shit on blast, even if I had a thing to think of. But no, I don't really huh. mean... I like this. I, like I don't this know. Response. No, I really can't. I think that's good. I think it's great. What about me now? Hand massages. Uh-huh. Whoa. <laughs> what? what? If you, you could mean? Jedi mind me? trick me, if you could hypnotize me only, what would you do? Oh, man. I don't know. I've been thinking about that since my session. <laughs> since what session? I was like, man, this lady almost put me to sleep. What would I do if I could hypnotize people? I was going to hypnotize Gunner. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he looks like he's hypnotized. For real, yeah. by my shadow. Mm -hmm. What if I could hypnotize Gunner? I would hypnotize him to stop licking himself right next to me. <laughs> and then I was like, hmm, when Reese gets home, what am I going to hypnotize her into doing? I know, huh? Well, I don't think you have to hypnotize me for that either. No, I, but okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, I thought that's what the route you were going. No. Oh. I'm just Sorry, saying. I'm the only perv in the room. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I don't need to. I don't need to. It comes at me like machine gun fire already. <laughs> and I love it. Like machine gun <laughs> You're welcome. Nobody complains about machine gun fire. That's right. No, I love it. So, in conclusion. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> in conclusion, you would take advantage of hypnotizing me if you had that power, would you? Yeah, I would save it for a rainy day. Can you I would. have it like as a back pocket? And I don't have a choice. Like, you would be willing to take my liberty away in a moment. Just the one time, like, like you know, like a card. I just yeah, pull you just pull that hypnotize card. Hypnotize. And from that on, you get mm -hmm. to say, you do this until a certain time and you can unlock me. You can lock me up and then unlock me. That's a little nerve wracking. That's like, it's okay, so cool, this is what I attribute this to. I attribute this to what I was about to do earlier today by pushing you in the bushes. But then I realized if I pushed you in the bushes, then I would get pushed back and probably get hurt worse. So I decided not to push you in the bushes so I wouldn't have retaliation. Perspective. Against me. Much appreciate you not pushing me in the bushes earlier, first of all, because I would have reacted and likely pulled you into the bushes with me and you would have been injured. And that's technically why you didn't get pushed in the bushes, as you're stating now, is because there are fucking big consequences to doing malicious things to people. I agree. Right? So hypnotizing you, although it sounds so enticing and I wish I could have it in my back pocket, I would not want you to do that to Man, me. So I no, baby, I would not hypnotize anybody you. either. I'm not hypnotizing you. You have right. free will to do. Be you. I want you to be you because I love yeah. you for you. 